Hello, Empower Nation. Welcome to Empower Her Money Podcast. I am your host, Angela Duncan, money coach, entrepreneur, and we are talking all things business and finance. Welcome to the show today, Yanni. How are you? I'm so good, Angela. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me on. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for your time. So I would love for you to start off with your story and kind of your journey from, you know, as far back as you want to go and then talk about the win women today. Absolutely. So I am through and through an entrepreneur. I started my business about 2011, frankly, out of need. I had a client. I was a sales girl for a long time. I had a client um, that basically said to me, I want you to teach my sales team the way that you sold to me and emer and said basically said to me, Hey, start an LLC. I'll pay you that way. And that's how my entrepreneur journey started. Um, so from just kind of doing sales training to the evolution of this brand, the win woman, what we've ended up really encompassing is how are we thinking through and being the experts that corporations really lean on for their just di uh, supplier diversity practices, their sustainability practices, um, and their ph philanthropy. And then on the other side of the house, we work a lot with nonprofit organizations in bridging the gap of their financials, uh, fundraising and such, and really expanding their, their piece as it relates to how they come in with corporations. So that's what we do. Uh, the Win Woman really stands for my favorite avatar, which is um, a favorite superhero, which is Wonder Woman. I have her right here at my desk. Um, loved the power in, in her truth and stepping into her own. Um, and I have been very competitive since a, a little girl. I was in, I was an athlete, a swimmer growing up. And so one of one time my business coach basically said, Hey, you're like the wind woman. And I ran to the trademark office to, to brand that, um, today, uh, our team is comprised of, um, we have a full staff of full, of minorities and um, and women in our business that serve uh, that serve corporations and and leaders in in the things that I've mentioned supplier diversity sustainability and such so that's the evolution of our brand and what we do awesome awesome that's a great story so let's dive into a couple topics today um, sure. that I know that you are an expert in and perhaps give back some information to the audience um, so let's first talk about scaling your business um, from business to business or otherwise known as B two B. What are some things that you can, you know, give back to the community and talk about some things that maybe they need to be thinking about if this is the industry that they are in? So I think the biggest thing to know is that a lot of business owners, women-owned businesses, and even just business owners in general, get very intimidated by the process of having a B2B client. They think that you need to have a certain revenue stream. Um, they think that there is, there's a lot of cumbersome paperwork, a lot of things that encompass. Um, and that I think a lot of times there's imposter syndrome that comes out when you're working with B2B. I will say because our market is B2B, and I, I will say I'm very biased in the sense that I love the, the sector, the easiest way, and this is something that I wish if I were to tell my younger self or my my early entrepreneur self, especially if I'm a woman-owned business, a minority-owned business, there's a number of certifications that you can get, is to take advantage of certification and certification by large national organizations that give you access to the pool of corporations that are intentionally 
really setting aside dollars to work with your business. Uh, they're setting aside uh, millions of dollars to work with your business. And yes, um, they're setting aside dollars to work with what we call in the industry tier two businesses, which are businesses that are under a million dollars. And um, they're specifically wanting to work with women owned or minority owned businesses or LGBT, LGBTQ plus a businesses. There's a lot of different um, certifications that you can get, but that's what I would tell myself um, earlier on, like really get certified, get that leg up because there's a lot of business opportunity in that space. Great. Great. And for those that may be starting off on their entrepreneurial journey, can you give us like some specific certifications that you have seen that help um, in your industry as well? Absolutely. So I think it it's very, it's very um, important for you to understand your target audience and your target market and understand if these certifications are even valuable for your industry, right? Mm -hmm. If they even take into account these certifications when you are, when they're looking to award bids. For me, I will say we're in the space of media entertainment, technology, financial services, and education. And what I knew to be true was that our audience and our target demographic held very highly certifications by the national entities like WeBank, like at MSDC, they were posting on the website in the sense of our vendors, you know, we do business with these vendors that are certified. And I just knew that, well, it's time for me to get certified. And so that doesn't mean that you can't do business B2B um, if you don't have certification, but that's why you have to kind of dial it into your, your target demographic, see if this is which certification really works for you. Sometimes doing business B2G, local government certifications or state government certifications are the ones that they value more than these national ones, right? So you got to really do a little bit of the research on what your target audience is looking at um, before you jump into the B2B space and then look at, you know, what we want to encompass national um, national state or local certifications that may be relevant for you to, to actually go after. Yeah. And some things that people don't often realize is the certifications can allow you to apply for different grants in different sectors. So, exactly you know, going it. along with the nonprofit as well, you know, if, if people have money available, a lot, a lot of these larger corporations, they have budget items that they have money to give to organizations, but they're going to also look for some of those certifications as well. So that's, that's exactly great. It. That's great information. So um, B2G for the audience that doesn't understand what that means. I mean, we hear B2B a lot, so business to business, but what more is the B2G and, and how do you like differentiate that from the B2B? Absolutely. So B2G is specifically business to government. So a lot of opportunity in the government space, like the B2B, the B2G sector is really, um, it's encompassed in local, state, and national, local, state, and federal, right? And so a lot of times people get intimidated by by this piece. They get intimidated by, oh, the government, so much paperwork or whatever it is, right? So again, um, certifications like WOSB, which is a certification that the government actually awards to women-owned small businesses, is another type of certification to go after and to be able to employ some of these contracts. And again, state contracts, um, local contracts, or even federal contracts can be incredibly lucrative and they can literally apply 
to, you know, professional services, from services to product-based businesses. When you're doing business with the government, you need to think about that the government buys everything from posted notes to training and development services to construction type pieces. Um, they have to put things out for bid and they have to have a procurement process. And so it's what's nice about getting into the government space is that there are codes specific to your industry and the search capabilities of what type of actual um, bids are out there or RFPs, uh, requests for proposals that are out there um, are very easy to kind of really infuse into your business development practice. So besides just the business to consumer that you might be doing in a product, you can also do a little line into the government and say, hey, you know what, I'll apply for three to four RFPs this month and see what comes out of that, right? So it's another great lane uh, for business development for entrepreneurs to consider. That's awesome. I mean, there's probably so many certifications out there, but you're right. <laughs> Doing your research, figuring out, you know, where should you spend your dollars and knowing that there's money out there, it's available. It's kind of just sitting there saying, hey, come get money. But, you know, there's going to be requirements in order for you to do that, too. So that's awesome, too. And I know you do a lot of charity work. So what are some things that um, perhaps either certifications or people that are running nonprofits or want to go down that route? What should they be considering? Absolutely. So as far as the philanthropy work that we do and helping nonprofits build capacity and everything else, a lot of times, you know, these are where you start thinking about what industry associations that you might be affiliated to, right? So for example, for us, because we do development and fundraising, um, the Association for Fundraising Professionals is a go-to center of influence organization that we do a lot of partnership work on, right? And so when I think about entrepreneurs and thinking about like even whatever industry they were looking to go into, there's usually an industry association that is very tied to uh, whatever industry you're looking to evolve into. And so for us, um, being even a affiliated, not just a certification, but affiliated partnering intentionally with organizations like the Association for Fundraising Professionals, or, you know, on another case, like the Chronicle of Philanthropy, which is one of the leading um, news and media outlets for all things philanthropy and fundraising, um, is a really good opportunity for like, how can we increase the influence and the scope of influence that we're having in the way that we're doing impact work um, or the way that our our work is impacting those around us, clients, and how do we increase our visibility so that frankly, people can find us. So beyond certification, those are some of the other tips that I would have is just how are we thinking through a more holistic view of how people find us, where they go to, um, how we can associate ourselves with other organizations that are doing it very well or are thought leaders in this space to be able to kind of really um, create this, oh, this perception of one expertise and also um, really fine tune the knowledge that you all bring to the table, whether it's again, product-based or service-based. Yeah. Yeah. And as a, as a business owner, you know, we're looking at our profit and where we should be spending money at. And mm -hmm. oftentimes people are spending money at the, in the wrong places. That's not going to be best suited for their business. So certifications and, and, and furthering their education for that point is, is a great way for business owners to become more visible and, and hitting that ideal client that they're looking for to create more profit and then give back and, you know, just continue that, that generation, um, generational wealth. So I have a fun question for you. We're going to switch topics for a minute. Sure. Um, 
you 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 um, pointed out the the one the superwoman Wonder Woman. So it's it may be somewhere along that lines. But if you could have a super talent or superpower, what would you pick, and why would you pick it? So it's funny because um, I, I've given this a lot of thought, even as a little kid, I um, of which superpower I would have. And I'm just going to say it. Um, there might be some judgment around it when I'm about to 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 unleash, to unleash what I'm about to say. But basically, the, the superpower that I've always wanted to refine um, is mind control. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I wanted to mind control um, or really understand. I feel like more importantly, it's like the em- empathy of understanding why people do what they do or mm-hmm. how they think. Um, it's not just mind reading. It's like, how do we influence behavior? And so I, I, it goes back to, for me, my my expertise besides the the sales piece is I have a certification and my MBA is in negotiation. And I've always been interested in how, what human behavior is like, but how, um, why people behave the way they do, what, you know, understanding how to empathize with individuals and, and how to meet people where they're at. Mm-hmm. And so for me to better understand um, individuals in the sense of like, what made them have that decision, how they, um, you know, like, for example, I think about wars, I think about all these other things that happen in like, you know, our government and our influence in policy and things like that. And I would love to be able to understand why people did that, to be able either to um, change it for good, change it for another thing. I mean, then we go into and I'm a, a process person, like, okay, how do we ethically regulate that? You know, that's immediately where I go into that piece. But normally, and this is the reason why I, I selected negotiation as a, a specialty was to have better, better influence um, and understanding why people behave the way they do and how to uh, frankly uh, meet people where they're at and really yeah. develop more win-win situations. That's, that's the core of, of why I would want mind reading or mind control um, as a superpower. Yeah. You're using it for the good. For the good, for the good, right? Not, not to like, you know, enrich or, I mean, you know, do all the things that you can think like an an evil villain would be doing essentially. (laughs) Right, right. Well, great. Awesome. Awesome. So if our audience wants to get in touch with you and they're listening to this podcast, um, either on a podcast forum or on um, our TV channels, how best do they reach you? Absolutely. So we are on a number of social media vehicles. The top two that we're on is Instagram. So at the win woman is our, our handle on Instagram. And I also just professionally connect on LinkedIn. So you can find me on LinkedIn. We have a page, the win woman on LinkedIn, or you can follow me at uh, Yanni, Yanni San Luis. And uh, that's where I'm at. Uh, professionally, there's a lot of engagement we do on LinkedIn. So either Instagram or LinkedIn, that's where you can find us. Awesome. Awesome. Appreciate your time today. Another episode of Empower Her Money, where we are teaching you action items. And today we talked about certifications, being um, intentional with your certifications, find the ones that are right for, for your industry and investing in yourself. So definitely get in touch with Yanni if you want more information on that. And I appreciate you today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Angela. Thank you for having me on.